thrilled to have all of you here this morning. We appreciate so much you guys being with us. We're excited to have you. Colossians 1, 9 to 12. You're going to be given a sheet of paper. The kids are going to hand them out, our youth group. Guys, go ahead and hand those out. Everybody gets a sheet of paper. This is your note-taking opportunity. Really, it's not. We're going to grade you on the end of this thing, see if you check the right boxes. Hey, we're thrilled that you're here. I want to spend a few minutes talking with you this morning about this church and what it takes to keep this church going. Um, A lot of us think that when we show up here on Sunday and we make a collection to the offering, that that kind of keeps the wheels on the bus going round and round. That's a song, I think, the wheels on the bus go around. Right, yeah. So that's just the beginning of it. There's a lot that goes on at this church, and I'm going to share with you a few things this morning to just refresh your memories. The sheet that you're being given right now is a list of many, many of the opportunities that you may have this year, beginning even today, to serve this church in whatever capacity that you would like to serve. The reason I put this sheet in your hands is because I want you to see all of the things that it literally takes to make this church exist. Everything you see on that sheet of paper is something that's going on in this church or somewhere around this church on a very regular basis, almost on a daily basis. And so the reason that I'm giving this to you is for you to have a reflection of all the things that are happening, but more importantly, so that you may actually plug into some of these things. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but honestly, I want you to think about this. How many of you really, the only thing that you do is show up on church for worship service? Like I said, I don't want you to show, show your hands, but I want you to think about that. There's so many other opportunities for service in this community, not just within the church, but in the community. And that's what I want to challenge us with this morning. The verse of scripture in Colossians 1, 9 to 12, Paul writes this about verse 10. He says, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you might have great endurance and patience and joyfully give thanks to the Father. It's about good work. Had an interesting conversation a few days ago with one of the brothers in the church, and we were talking about the, the, the outreach and the ministry and evangelism in the church. And I want to share this with you. Not everyone in this building is an evangelist. Did you know that? Not everyone is a preacher or a teacher. Did you know that? Not all of us are called to that, and that's okay. As a matter of fact, God didn't expect all of us to be evangelists. Had he meant for us to all be evangelists, he would have said that. But Paul didn't write that. Paul said some are evangelists, some are prophets, some are teachers. We all have gifts. Some are even have the gift of administration. I haven't figured that out yet. I'm not sure what administration is. Some of you have the gift of giving. That's a gift too. We all have different things that we can do, some better than others. And that's the reason that we are the body of Christ. Paul spends a lot of time in 1 Corinthians talking about our being the body. And each member of the body has its specific place and specific need. And we all have something that we can bring to the family of God. That's what this conversation is about. So this morning, I just want to walk through this sheet of paper with you and show you all of the things that are going on here that need some people. And everything that's going to be on the screen that's on that piece of paper in front of you this morning is an opportunity for you to think about where can I serve in this church this year? That's what this conversation is about. So let me begin with the children's ministry because from my perspective, and I'm not old yet, I'm certainly not as old as some people in this church. I don't consider myself old, but I'm old enough to know and I'm wise enough to know that the future of this church exists in the children of this church. Amen? Amen? Yes. So I want you to look around. Now, some of the younger kids left the building a few minutes ago to go across the courtyard to a class, but I want you to look around in this auditorium and I want you to see how many children under the age of 18 are in this room. And how many just left? Yes, thanks for raising your hand. We have at least one. 
But I want you to think about this church. If, if we just stay as we are and we keep getting a little more white hair and a little more white hair and a little more white hair, in just a very few short number of years, there won't be much left of this church. You get what I'm saying? And that's happening to churches all over the country. Aaron, I don't know where he's in the back. You just came home from Illinois. How many super young kids are at that church where your folks are at in Illinois? Uh, the answer is zero. What's the future of that church? Realistically, if there aren't any families that come in with kids, the answer is that church won't be around too very much longer. Okay? And we're blessed with a lot of young families in this church. We're blessed with a lot of children. I shared this with the elders a couple of years ago. One of the most exciting things about this community of Mission Viejo is about 75 to 80% of all the households in the city have no one under the age of 18 living at home. Wow. So we have an amazing opportunity, not only to serve those who are empty nesters in this community, but we have an amazing opportunity to go beyond the city of Mission Viejo to places like Ladera Ranch and Lake Forest and Irvine and other communities around us to reach into those communities where there are families with children to bring them here. Children's ministry is hugely important. We need nursery attendance Sunday and Wednesday night. We actually have people who want to come to Wednesday night Bible study who have little kids that can't get as much out of that study as they would like to because they're having to fight with their kid. Those of you who are younger and have families like that, you know what I'm talking about. We need folks to lead the children's church that the kid just went to, preschool Bible teachers, elementary Bible class teachers. We need folks to do all of those things. And then you look at the youth ministry, Lads to Leaders, LTC. Not last the leaders, leadership trained for Christ. Last the leaders is the East Coast side of that thing. Leadership trained for Christ starts next week. How many of you knew that? Three. Thank you to the Wexler. Okay, these guys know it right here because they're all gone. Aaron knew it because he asked me to talk about this. It's important. LTC is a hugely important part of what our kids do, our youth group do between now and Easter weekend. Because in Easter weekend, they're going to Tucson, Arizona for the LTC convention. They do every year. This is a huge time. Now, guess what? If you don't have a child in LTC, that doesn't mean you cannot participate. Aaron would love to have some other folks that participate in that to help either chaperone, train, coach, mentor the kids as they go through the program. VBS, when does Vacation Bible School start? Planning for VBS, when does it start? It's already started. Isn't that amazing? Now, we're not going to ask for volunteers probably until a little later in the spring, but I want you to realize that VBS planning has already begun. If you have an interest in VBS, don't wait until Aaron comes up here and says, hey, I need volunteers to do VBS. He's standing in the back. He'll be available after the service. He'll be in the office tomorrow. Call him, talk to him, say, hey, listen, how can I help you with VBS this year? Because many hands make the load what? Easy and light. Okay, and many hands in the beginning of a project make it easier than carrying it to the end. So it's there. Chaperone activities, children sign in registration. Adult ministry. Next Sunday, I begin teaching the class for the adults. It's in the fellowship hall. We have a class that's going to be doing a textual study of the book of Romans. Love to have you to be a part of that. I can tell you, not everyone in the auditorium this morning was in adult Bible class this morning. Did you know that? Some of you knew that because you weren't there. Some of you knew that because you were there and there's people sitting beside you that weren't there. That's the reality of the world we live in. Some people come, some people don't. I want to encourage you to come. If everyone showed up for the adult Bible class, we'd have to have more than one because we couldn't all fit in the fellowship hall. That would be a good problem. That would be a really, really good problem for us to have. Men's Bible study and women's Bible study. That's a Sunday evening activity. How many years has that been going on here? At least three. 
<laughs> or more, a long time. It's an amazing ministry opportunity. And it's not just the two or three or six or 12 or 14 or 18 people that are showing up. It's for any and all of us to plug into. Wednesday night Bible study, Brother Glenn Roberts, where is he at? He's sitting in the building somewhere. Here he is in the back. He's standing up. He's cheerleading today. He's been teaching that for a number of months now, doing a phenomenal job. It's a great class. It's a very, very good class. It used to be online. We stopped doing live stream, but it's there. It's available for you. Family ministry. This is kind of important to us. We have people that are sick. Debbie Oldham right now, she's going home with Mark. I'm not sure how much time she's going to have to prepare a meal. Don't know what kind of needs that they have, but they might have some needs. Mel Gargano family. I'm not sure David can cook. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying there's an opportunity there for us to serve families. We have families that all the time need help. We do. We need people that would step up. Baby showers for members. We have, we have families here that have babies occasionally. There's one right over here, one of our most recent. Baby showers are, are hugely important. We have a, a military ministry that's going on. We'll talk about that in a minute, but we do baby showers for some of those. Card writing ministry. We used to send cards out all the time. Why can't we do that again? Transportation ministry. There are people at this church who sometimes need a ride to come to church. Did you know that? There are people in this church who sometimes need a ride to come to church. It would just be nice if we in the office, and Alicia had a list of people who said, I will be happy to pick up someone who lives close to me. And we had a list of folks. And if we ever got a call from someone that says, hey, can you pick me up? We need a ride. You would be one of those who would volunteer to do that. That would be kind of neat. Be kind of neat. Sunday services. We think when we show up, it just all happens. Because when you show up, guess what? It happens. Isn't it amazing? Week after week after week, this thing just happens. It's not because it just happens. There are people that spend a lot of time every week planning for this event Sunday morning. And it's not just the preacher. The guy that leads the singing has quite a bit to do with this thing. He's got to kind of plan the whole service and he puts together the worship service in, in the order of service that we do. And then there are all of those who serve communion and the gentleman who re reads the scripture and leads the prayers. All of those are things that have to be done. And I promise you, it would be nice if we had more people to call upon to take care of some of those things. Baptistry assistance. We have baptisms on occasions. And when that is finished, there are towels and there are things that need to be cleaned up and washed and put away. That's just one of those things that we know it has to be done. We know somebody does it, but can we be the person that might sign up and say, hey, I'll do that. I'll take care of that. There are a lot of things that happen. We got an amazing crew in the back. We got a phenomenal lady who was working our soundboard and clicking the slides most of the time. We got a guy, Chris, has done crazy wild stuff with our video. If you haven't watched the video that he produces that actually puts online after the service is over, just go watch it. Not because of the preacher, but just watch it because then see what he's doing with that. He's got this crazy way now to put like four screenshots on there all at one time. And this, I don't know how he does it, but it's amazing. It's amazing. And I've told both of them, they can never skip church again. They can never go anywhere. No more vacation time, no more days off, no nothing. They're here every week. They have to be because none of us know how to do that except them. But it is phenomenal what they've done. It would be okay. I'm sure Chris would like some help sometimes so that he could actually have someone who has some aptitude toward all of this audiovisual stuff to help him set this up. Or maybe when he's not here because he does want to go on vacation, somebody could step in for him. There's a lot that can be done. 
Greetings ministry, this coming Saturday, we've been talking about greetings ministry now for several months because we've had some training already with Brother John Reed. He's coming back this Saturday morning at nine o'clock. He'll be here in this building in the Fellowship Hall to do some more advanced training for any of us and all of us who want to be a part of our greetings ministry. So I invite you, any of you and all of you, whether you've been to anything with him before or not, come this Saturday morning at nine o'clock here in the Fellowship Hall for some work and training on being a greeter, how to serve in the booth that's outside, how to set those things up, how to take them down, some things that we're going to do in the parking lot because we're going to have greeters that actually meet folks in the parking lot. It's a whole new way of doing greeting. And we want to encourage you and invite you to be a part of that ministry and activity. Guest relations follow through. Once we have guests in the building, once they come once or twice or three or four or five times, what do we do then? Well, there's a whole series of things that we want to do to encourage those who come to be a part of our church to continue to be a part of our church. And we could use your encouragement and your participation in that. Comfort Cafe. It almost didn't happen Thursday because Mark went off and cut his leg off or cut his foot off or whatever it was. But we had it, right, Mary? And it came off without a hitch. But Mark and Debbie are a huge part of that. Mark's kind of incapacitated for a day or two. Mary Vaughn is here. The Lawsons are here a lot. There are others in this church that are here on a regular basis with Comfort Cafe. I can speak with some sense of authority in knowing that they would love to have more people come on a regular basis to help with that. And if you have an inkling of an idea as to how to cook, they especially would love to talk with you. For you to come and help them prepare meals. It's an amazing ministry. It's an amazing opportunity to serve people in this community. And we don't serve a tremendous number of homeless people in this community, but we serve a lot of people in this community who are what I like to refer to as the only thing I know to say who are underemployed. They just are. You know as well as I do that not everyone recovered from 2008 and 9. They just never did. And some people are working two and three and four jobs to try to keep the lifestyle that they had or even close to what they had before. And it's hard. And they need some help. They need some encouragement. They need some love. They need a place to come and get some groceries sometimes. And that's what we do when we provide Comfort Cafe. Second Harvest Food Bank is another ministry that we plug into. They have an amazing food bank that's up in Irvine. We go up there, we get food that we use here for our food pantry, use it to prepare food for the Comfort Cafe. We could use some help in going to actually pick up food from them and bring it back here. Panera Bread Pickup. The Lawsons do this almost consistently, but I bet they'd like to have a day off at least once a year or once a month or something. Because the reality is, it's a ministry that serves those who come to our Comfort Cafe, and it's an opportunity for someone else in our church to help serve. World Bible School. The Marks family have done an amazing job in keeping World Bible School at the forefront and in the minds of this church for years and years. And I, and I can tell you right now that we could still use more teachers for World Bible School. Almost weekly, almost weekly, we get a note via email that another person has signed up for a class in World Bible School. And the coolest thing about it, these aren't people that are in Nigeria or Ukraine or some other part of the world. They're people who are right here in Southern California. Because we participate them in a unique way, participate with World Bible School now in a unique way. We're able to contact people who are local, who would like to have someone work with them and teach them. And we would love to have more teachers to be a part of that ministry. Hands and Feet Ministry. They met yesterday, I think. Yes, or my wife skipped out on me for no reason. I think they were here yesterday. There were 8 or 10 or 12 people. I don't know how many, but there were a lot of ladies and maybe a man or two that were here. But they make dresses for little girls who are over in Africa, and it's an amazing ministry. We've made over 200 dresses, probably coming close to 300 now. Getting close, we'll have another party to ship out the other next 100. But guys, it's an amazing ministry. And whether you know how to sew or not, it's irrelevant. Just be a part of the ministry. If all you know how to do is go to uh, Joanne's Fabrics and buy fabric, that'll be okay. 
You can go to Joann's and you can buy fabric and you can buy basting. Bias tape. Bias tape. Now, basting is what you do with turkeys, right? <laughs> See how much I know about sewing? And I live with a woman. Who, I live in a house full of strings. That's where I live because she quilts and there's strings everywhere. But they need your help. And if all you know how to do is attend money to KN sometimes, hand her some money so she can go buy the stuff. Guys, it's an amazing opportunity in ministry. It truly, truly is. It's a great service. And the coolest thing about it, because see, sometimes it's not what we do for those who are in the church. Sometimes the coolest part about any ministry in which we're engaged is that we get to bring people who are outside of this family into this family, and they get to spend time with us. And I know that there are some gals who come to that hands and feet ministry. They don't go to church with us on Sunday, but they come to be a part of that ministry. And as we reach out to them through that, maybe they'll be here. That makes sense? And then you have this Good to go military thing, something about Marine Corps, right, Javon? Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Javon and his wife have been leading this ministry since they've been a part of our church now for several months. We need supplies. You know as well as I do that young men and women who go into the Marine Corps, they don't earn a significant amount of money on a monthly basis. They just don't. And, and anything that we provide them is a blessing to them especially when they go to the field and do some of the things that they have to do. It's a blessing to them. Also, we assist with some of the baby showers, and this is kind of cool. We, we assist with things with these for these families that really is a blessing to them. And I know that several of the Marines that Javon is able to serve uh, through Camp Pendleton have been a part of this church. They've come and visit with us. They've been here. They come on a regular basis. We're excited to have them. That's a ministry that you should put your checkbox, put your name on there and put a checkbox by it because it needs even more help than what it's been given in the last few months. So let's make a difference in 19. That's really what all I wanted to say. Let's make a huge difference this year in this church, in this community. We all can. It's simple. Put your name on the piece of paper. Check off the box that you want to be a part of. We'll make sure we plug in with whomever the person is that's leading that ministry and let them know that you want to be a part of that. And the two of you can get together, the seven of you can get together and make even more things happen in this church than what have happened in the past. It's simple. It's simple. But everything that's on that sheet of paper in front of you is ongoing in this church on a daily basis. And I promise you, I can't do it all. Aaron and Brandon, Alicia, we can't do it all. Javon can't do it all. We just can't. We need one another to make these ministries happen. We need one another. And there's things that are not even on that list. Because I forgot to put them on the list. One of those things that's not on the list is the Oasis ministry. Our children come up here every Sunday morning and they make a contribution to Oasis. The, the uh, preschool, after school program down in, in uh, Vicente Guerrero, Mexico. They serve 160 plus children every week in that ministry. Teaching them Bible, helping them with their homework, doing some tutoring with them. It's an amazing ministry. This year, in the next few months, they're going to start rolling out high school scholarships so that they can keep kids in middle school in high school, keep them in school so that they don't just start wandering the streets and end up doing things that you don't want your 13, 14, 15 year old kid doing. I didn't mention the benevolence ministry, but it's a huge opportunity. Every Sunday, Every Sunday, there's an envelope on that, on that pew in front of you. And every Sunday, you have an opportunity to contribute to a ministry that we purposefully took out of the hands of the elders and put in your hands as members of this church so that you could bless those in this body and those outside of this body.
who need some assistance. I'll tell you this, and I shared this with you months ago, but when I was in Houston with a church at Bamel in Spring, Texas, I was responsible for chairing that ministry. And there were more than a few months when I authorized over $20,000 in benevolence funds to be distributed. And every single month without exception, when I authorized all of that money to be paid out, there was always more money that showed up than what we authorized to be paid out. And I could never figure it out except for simply this. It's all God. It's just Him. Because He says when you give, He will bless. And it's not that we're giving to be blessed. That's not what it's about. But you can't outgive God. So whether it's the check that you write for benevolence, it's the check you write to pay off the building, whether it's the check for just the general contribution or it's your time, whatever it is, you cannot outgive God. But the hurdle, the one thing that we have to get over is are we even giving? Are we giving? Not just with the money, but that sheet of paper in your hands is about your time. It's about your energy. It's about your personal involvement in something here at this church that will give you an opportunity to touch the lives of people, not only in this church, but touch the lives of people in this community. I appreciate so much Jason's comments in the last several weeks in the adult Bible classes. He's talked about how to handle money and finances and God's way to deal with all of that. One of the things that he's brought up so many times is simply the debt on this building, 2.1 million. I shared with you last week, kind of jokingly, we got 185 people here, do the math, that's 11,000 and some change. Every one of you could write a check for 11 grand, we'd be out of debt. How about that? Nobody brought me a check this week. <laughs> do the math yourself. 99% of you have a phone, there's a calculator on it. Do the math. 2.1 million divided by 185 is 11,000 and some change. I'm not lying to you. That's all it would take. Now, I'm not saying we got to do that next week and contribute that, but I want you to realize that without 12,500 and some change per month going out and paying a mortgage payment, there's some other things that we could do in this community. There's some other things we could significantly do in this community that are very different than even what we're doing now. There are more ways to reach out. There are more ways to serve people. And I believe with all of my heart that we as a church have a heart for serving. We have a heart for other people or we wouldn't keep coming back here. But the challenge for us is to just get engaged in those activities. And so we've given you a little opportunity. Those sheets that you have there in front of you, if your name's on it, if you check the box, those kids that you gave those to are going to be standing out in the foyer and in the courtyard when you leave today, just hand that sheet of paper to them. And if it's blank, hand it back to them. doesn't matter because I don't want you to leave it in the pew, so we have to pick it up later. Okay, so hand that sheet right back to one of these kids that gave it to you here in a few minutes when you leave. But most importantly, I want you to think about how you can serve this church this year and this community this year and one another this year and even those who are outside of the family of God in this community in South Orange County this year. I drive 43 miles every Sunday to get here because we live on a boat in Wilmington and it's 43 miles from doorstep to doorstep I don't know if any of you drive that far. We may have a guest or two from out of town that came further today, but on a normal basis, that's what I drive. And I drive here because I love to do it. I drive here because I love this place. I told Lynn driving in this morning, two years ago today, it's the first time I had to preach on a regular basis here. Two-year anniversary today. Hope it's a good one for you. It's a good one for me. I just want you to think about how we can serve one another, how we can serve this family, and how we can make this church even better than it is and what it has been.
Because this year can be a great year in the kingdom of God in this place. Amen? Amen. Amen. Brandon's going to come and lead us in a song. It's a very, very simple song, but I think it's a beautiful song to close out this lesson and to call us to truly think about how we can serve one another. Um, Make me a servant. And I invite you as we stand and sing this song to consider how all of us in this place can be servants this year as we serve one another. Let's stand and sing this song and encourage one another. Oh, you are a son.